friends. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Today, we're going to have some dynamic thoughts from diverse speakers with a biblical viewpoint. Feel free to stick around and prepare to be blessed. So he said this statement, and we know this in Matthew 2, that um, the star uh, led the wise men to the manger. And that star has always been such a amazing point of reference, and scientists of all, or astronomers have all tried to figure it out. But we know it was uh, designed of God as a, as a guidance system, but also declaring the true light, right? The true light. But Pastor made this point, and I, I want to think about it. When you know, So when the star led uh, the wise men and those followers to worship baby Jesus and that manger and that manger itself is such a, an interesting vessel that God would use something like a feeding trough right and it, 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 it's such symbolism to how uh, Jesus was the bread of life and the the food for the nations so the manger is was really uh, sim- symbolic. Uh, and there was no room in the inn, just like in the wicked, there's no room in their hearts for Jesus. So there's so much symbolism that we could say. But he made this statement that after Jesus, Joseph, and Mary moved on to Egypt, what was that manger used for? And uh, and it, it continued to be used as a as a place of feeding for the for the animals. And he he just made this point that. The presence of God continues forward. You know, it continues forward. And I want to just, maybe it's a simple thought, but sometimes we may look back at something trying to find Jesus where he was, but where is he now? And I want to talk about that with you today in Ecclesiastes 7. And just looking for Christ in the right place, like he is always moving forward, always moving forward. And um, if we look backwards, a couple of things happen. When we look backwards, we're not able to remember everything that's going on in our life. And so, therefore, we are immediately subjective. We lose objectivity looking backwards because we can't necessarily remember all the details or all that was going on to make the decisions that we made. I mean, maybe we can remember some highlights, but looking backwards, we lose objectivity. And uh, and that's an important point. God always leads us forward, just like the star led the wise men forward, um, just like the pillar and the fire led the Israelites forward. We're going to look at that in a minute. And uh, there is a tendency, especially nowadays with all that's going on with the pandemic and all that's going on, to look backwards, right, to look backwards. And that's where fear can really uh, harass the believer is when we look backwards. Maybe in our own life we can have certainly fragrance of memories, but if we desire the things of the past, then guess what happens? We may live in regret. We may live in some sort of remorse. Oh, only if I did this or only if I did that or what, you know, maybe, you know, the line of our destiny would have been changed if we made this decision and that decision. It's very futile, isn't it? Looking backwards sometimes um, 
desiring to change things, you know, we are who we are based on our decisions. We are who we are based on, on uh, you know, where we've come from. That's not our totally defining factor, but it's, it makes us who we are today, right? So my point is this, is that the Star of David led them forward. The pillar led them, the, the cloud led them, the pillar of fire led the Israelites. But in 710, it says this, it says, uh, okay, let's see here. Verse 8, better is the end of a thing than the beginning, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosoms of fools. And then look at verse 10. Say not thou what is the cause that the former days were better than these. For thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this. So maybe we've heard this statement, oh, the good old days. Oh, only if I could just live in the good old days. And, and I, I want to just kind of balance that. Like we, uh, we certainly have the fragrance of memories, which, which means we, we highlight the testimony and fruit of, this, of God. But to desire something that we can never get back, like we were saying recently, that time is not a renewable energy. It's not, it's not a, a renewable commodity. We can never get this moment back, right? We can never get these moments back. That's why we want to redeem the time, right? We want a purpose to walk in the spirit in time. And then heaven, imagine that eternity dwells without time. So we'll be forever and ever in that infinite presence of God. But when we look forward, think about this. Shh, that's great. All right, thank you so much. Like in this time when we're looking forward, God is giving us forward thinking. He's given us a forward look. He's giving us a forward movement. And if you look at our armor, if you read Ephesians 6 through uh, 10 through 18, do you notice that nothing is covering our backside, right? Nothing, right? Because we're made to move forward. We're made to look forward. We're made to position ourselves forward. Because when we look backwards, when we consider the things of old, now I'm not saying about, of course, we want to have the landmarks. We certainly want to have the principles. I'm not talking about that. That's obviously our anchor. But when we, like 710 says, if I am wanting the days of old rather than today, that's unwise. It's unwise. Uh, because you know why? God has anointed you and I for today. He has trained you and I in Esther 414 for today. He has anointed you for today. And to desire something uh, that we can never get back is is something that will create fear. Like someone said to me recently, um, I can't wait till this pandemic gets over. I just want get, to get things back to normal. Well, I'm sorry to say is that things will never be normal like we think again. Now, we might say that in a trial. Oh, I just want to get through a trial. I want things to get back to something normal. No, no, it's not going to get back to normal. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. You know why? Because as we move forward, we're going deeper with God. As we are moving forward, we're, getting to, we're becoming more wise, right? 
uh, as we're moving forward, we're becoming uh, more experienced. You know, that's one benefit, if I could say, of our past is that we learn experience. Okay. All right. Let's look at Exodus 13 for a minute. So um, I, I think that is one of the things that has fear grow in our life. Remember, fear is the, uh, Pastor Stevens used to uh, define it this way, that the fear is the emotion of self-consciousness. Okay, where does fear come from? It's the emotion of self-consciousness, or uh, my outlook void of Christ. Okay, this is where fear can grow. Okay, false evidences appearing real. One author said it like that, false as an F, Evidences, E-A, is appearing. That's a big word. Illusions, right? You know, illusions, uh, real. My son recently is learning magic. So funny. You know, he's so into it. <laughs> and he's good. The sleight of hand. It's like he's seven, but he's, you know, he, he's actually pretty good. And the whole idea of magic is to con <laughs> the person. <laughs> so, Fear is the greatest con, isn't it? It really is. It's, uh, it's one of the greatest cons. But God is leading us beyond. Isn't that good? He's leading us beyond. There's a love beyond knowledge in Ephesians chapter 3. There's a peace beyond understanding. There's a faith that's beyond our limitation. Uh, and I just think this is, uh, this is what we have to tap into because it's like, imagine driving your car looking out your back mirror. Well, I mean, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Here you are. You're driving. You're going to crank into something that is so, it's right in front of you, right? There's a reason why your windshield is bigger than your rear view mirror, right? Because God's designed you to look forward. Right, looking forward. God has not called us to, to look backwards. I mean, look at Lot's wife. She desired the things of Sodom and Gomorrah. Or how about this? The Egyptians walking in the desert. Um, not the Egyptians, the Israelites, excuse me. <laughs> and the Egyptians were pursuing them. And what was their complaint? What was happening? Oh, we want the garlic and the cucumbers and all the vegetables of Egypt and Moses, there's something wrong with you because you've led us out here. Is there not enough graves in, in Egypt, right? What is that? That's looking backwards. We miss what's going on now. This pandemic, I mean, certainly uh, I'm not wishing that it continues, uh, or nor did I, did I wish it to happen in the first place. But the point is, I'm not going to wish for something that'll never come back again, as in what it was prior to this. But I'm going to to believe God for something better. Lord, what are you going to do on the other side of this? Okay, what are you going to do on the other side of this uh, this craziness? Okay, and and this is what we see in Exodus thirteen twenty one. And isn't this amazing? Like God faithfully leads His people. Isn't that amazing? God is walking with us. Uh, you know, the parakletos alongside, and he is leading us in divine direction. All right, 13, 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud. And remember, what's the cloud represent in the Old Testament? What does it represent? The presence of God, right. 
right? The cloud filled the temple, right? Speaking of the presence of God. And to lead them uh, in the way, and by night a pillar of fire. What's fire represent? What is it? Yeah, purification, right? He's a consuming fire, like the brightness of his glory, or, and, and of course, uh, judgment and purification. From before the people. See, God is always ahead of us. See, God is always, he's in the next thing before we can walk in it. And I think there's a lot of hope there because God is not surprised. God is not caught by some sort of like, uh, you know, oops, I didn't plan for that. No, no, he is before everything that we're, be, that we're going to enter into. He is already in our tomorrows. He's already in our afternoons. He's already ahead of us. All right, let's look at the Philippians for a minute. So God is leading us forward. And I, that statement that Pastor made is just in my mind that don't look for God where he was. Look for God where he is. Okay, the manger, what, nothing special about that manger except that Jesus was in that manger. After Jesus was gone, after Joseph and Mary left being warned, they continued to use that manger as a feeding trough. You know, does that mean I have to build a tabernacle now at that, at that manger? I mean, certainly we, we have memorials of the faithfulness of God, but I'm not going to worship something that was just a vessel. Nor am I going to go back and live there. But I want to follow the cloud. I want to follow the fire. J- just like many of us uh, moved down from New England, uh, what was that? We were uh, following the call of God. And um, God led those that were supposed to be here and, uh, and blessed those that didn't come here and in, in another capacity. All right. Okay, look at this here in Ephesians uh, the verse I had here, was that the right verse? Ephesians 3, I think it was. No, I'm sorry, Philippians. Philippians, that's what I want. Philippians chapter 3. So, fragrance of memories, experience, sure. But we're not living, our soul is not wishing for the things that it was. You know, sometimes you talk to an older person, they said, oh, only if I could live in my 20s again. You know, only if I could have the prime of life again. And believe it or not, I mean, the midlife crisis is a real thing. I mean, uh, talking with people that have regrets, and, and it doesn't have to be like that. Think about following God, there's no regrets. There's no regrets. Why? Because God has done more with our life than we could ever have done, right? And if there are, it means we're looking backwards. Don't look backwards. That's my point today. Don't look backwards uh, because we lose objectivity. All right. I was telling my wife recently, I said, I think I have more days behind me than I do in front of me. You ever say that before? Maybe you have. I I personally thought about it recently. In in a healthy way, I thought, I want to live every day as though it's my last day, and I want to maximize my moments, right? Because I don't know how any of us. We could be 20. We could be 65. It doesn't matter. Tom, you're going to live forever, right? It's like doesn't our chronological age doesn't matter really. All right. So notice this um, three thirteen uh, verse twelve is very good too. Not as though I have already attained either was uh, were already perfect, but I follow after. 
if that I may apprehend that for which I've been apprehended of Christ. And that's a very good, that's a very good line. I am following after that which has caught me. It's almost like a tractor beam. Any Trekkies here? Star Trek Trekkies? Nobody? God bless you. That's good. It's like something's got a hold of me, and I'm not letting go of it, and it's not letting go of me. I'm following after it. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. He said it again. It just literally means I have not yet arrived. I'm still learning. I'm still in that process of growing and that sanctification. But this one thing, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into the things which are before... Now, how is it that I can forget things? I'm, I'm actively reaching for what's in front of me. That's how we forget things. Because life, what happens is good and bad, when it, when it hits you, it leaves an impression. It leaves uh, a dent. And if that's not filled with the mind of Christ or the love of Christ, then it can be filled with maybe a bad memory or something that, uh, we wish we could forget. So it's the same principle. I don't look back to change things. Oh, I wish I could just change that. And then we analyze how to change that. Or we may analyze how things should not happen so it, that doesn't happen again, right? We do that too. And actually in doing that, we strengthen what happened. It might sound good. Oh, I want to analyze this so it doesn't happen again. That might sound good, but actually we're keeping alive what happened in our past. Better is what Paul is saying here. I'm reaching forth to the things that are in front of me. That's what is called, you know, uh, Pastor James used to call it the replacement theory where you are adding those things which are divine and it's neutralizing and healing the things that were toxic or harmful. Now, it doesn't mean we're denying it. It doesn't mean we're explaining it away. It doesn't mean we're ignoring it or suppressing it. That's not what I'm talking about. It means we're taking the good, the divine, and it's now filling that, that, that void that was created by sin or a bad decision. So isn't that good? God is leading us forward. So it's like you're driving your car, and what does it say in that little mirror? The things, what does it say in that little mirror? The things may appear closer, right? <laughs> so we want to make sure we're looking through the, the right mirror. Like if I'm looking through my rear view, then the things that I'm leaving in my past are being come farther and farther away because I'm moving forward. The worst thing is to get stuck, and that happens. We get, we get frozen, right? We're like, oh, you know, we get frozen in fear. Fear freezes us. Fear causes us to look at things, and it's like, man, you know, it's like this emotion of self-consciousness, and it's like, no, I don't have to fear this because God has designed it for me to overcome this in First John chapter 3, verse 8. So we forget those things or we place little importance on those things which are behind, and we reach forth unto the things which are before. And then not only are we reaching, we're pressing. Do you see that next word? I press towards the mark, the end game for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ, okay? Uh, another verse, uh, uh, I don't know if I have, do I have, oh, here's the rest of my notes. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yes, uh, Luke nine sixty two. 
We don't look backwards. This is an interesting verse. Okay, let's look at Luke for a minute. So, pressing. I think more than ever, we have to be pressing. We have to be leaning in, just like a boxer. I love studying boxing. You know, it's kind of a barbaric thing, but there's actually a lot of technique to spiritual warfare in boxing. When you lean into your opponent, okay, it reduces the strike zone of your opponent. They're unable to strike you with 100% of their shoulder, tricep, bicep, and forearm. When you lean in, it reduces their, their hitting capacity to almost 10, even 10 or 20% rather than 100% and knocks you out on the, on the mat, right? It's the same thing. I'm looking, I'm moving, I'm pressing. And guess what happens? The glory of God is with us. The power of God is with us. The work of God is with us. So I'm not saying, oh, the good old days, you know, the good old days, you know. I always like to talk to people with these vintage cars, you know. My dad, he, uh, he refurbished a 56 Mercedes, 1956 Mercedes. Spent an ungodly amount of money on that. I'm like, Dad, that's great. <laughs> Hope I'm going to get that. Will that to me, would you? <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, I didn't say that. But I'm just saying you can glory in the past. Oh, only if this was to happen again. No, no, God wants to give us better. God wants to move us deeper. And I love this, what he said to the disciples. You will do greater things than I did. You know, don't, don't wish, you know, they're looking up into heaven saying, oh, come back, come back. I mean, God's saying, live today, today, and, and I have trained you for today, and uh, you will do greater things. And when it's my time, when it's the right time, I'll be back. Okay? I'll be back. All right, look at Luke 9. Well, it's great to have some people in the room today. Thank you for coming to the lunch wrap. How you doing? You guys doing all right? Great. All right. Luke 9:62, interesting verse here. It says, "And Jesus said to him, "No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is prepared for the work of the kingdom." Interesting. Interesting translation there. <clears throat> It's not talking about salvation there. It's talking about being prepared for the work of the kingdom. If I'm looking backwards, if I'm wishing that certain things would be over, and granted, we're all like that. You know, we want things to go back to, you know, to be normal. But things will never return back to what they were. They're going to be better. And our hope is in the Lord. Amen. So when I put our, when we put, and by the way, one writer says like this, the the revival follows the plow. I think Tozer said it. Revival follows the plow. Okay, when you're a farmer, you're, what are you doing? You're breaking ground because seed is going to go in that ground. Unless that ground is broken, the seed is going to sit on the, the surface and the birds are going to eat it, right? It happens a lot in our lives spiritually. If there's no prepared ground, then guess what? What we hear, we will forget. And that's a, that's a crime. By the way, if you ever do an interesting study, fear and anxiety greatly impair the memory. It's very interesting. I'm studying it. Fear and anxiety greatly impair our ability to remember things. So no wonder there's such a spirit of stress and anxiety because the devil's plan is that we do not remember the, the faithfulness of God. We do not remember the promise that God says he will bring to pass. See, when you read Hebrews 11, 
all those people there were forward thinkers. They were all forward thinkers. They were looking to the promise. They didn't see it 100%, but they embraced it. They talked about it. They lived like it was going to happen. They were forward thinkers, and that's how they got through their trials. If we're not forward thinkers, we're not going to survive our trials. We're just not going to do it. We're going to, we're going to crash somewhere. We're going to be casualties. We're going to wish for the good old days when there was garlic and cucumbers, right? And I like garlic and cucumbers. So anyway, those that put their hands to the plow and look back, they're not prepared for the work of the kingdom. Okay, that's a big statement. Are we prepared for what God wants to do today? Lord, prepare us. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be someone that says, like Jacob, the presence of God was here and I knew it not. I've said that before. We've all said that, right? Lord, make us aware of the move of God. <clears throat> so, all right, last verse, Hebrews 12. This is, this is a good verse. So looking forward, that's what grace teaches us. If I know somebody after the flesh, what am I doing? I'm looking backwards, right? Grace says, I mean, grace doesn't ignore it. Grace doesn't mean I'm going to go on vacation with my enemy. But grace says, grace teaches us how to look in love towards people, right? Grace teaches us to look forward. Okay, look at 12.1 of Hebrews. I love this book. We're teaching it in our class, and it's, you could just teach it for 100 years and not touch the surface of it. Wherefore, seeing that we are surrounded with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that doth easily beset us, and and let us run with patience the race that is behind us. Does it say that? Is the race behind us? It's before us. It's before us. Imagine a runner, right? Right? What's the runner doing? He's imagining the finish line. He's not looking at the opponent. He's imagining finishing. You know, the weightlifter, he's imagining lifting that weight because battles are won or lost in the mind, right? The race is before us. Forward thinking, forward moving, forward actions. It's, it's an amazing thought today. So... Let's extinguish fear, amen? How do we extinguish fear? Faith. As Tom brought up, Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, but now, right now is faith action, amen? Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome. Thank you.